Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing and I'm going to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at how to support condition monitoring with wireless instrumentation networks. So this podcast is featured in the January 2021 issue of Hydrocarbon Processing within the Process Control Instrumentation and Automation section of the magazine. Now, before we get started, I would like to announce that we have launched a brand new publication focusing primarily on the hydrogen industry. It's called H2 Tech. Uh, For more information on H2 Tech, as well as if you're interested in supplying any type of technical materials for the publication, please visit h2-tech.com. Or, of course, you can always send us an email. We'd be more than happy to follow up with you on any type of information or details you'd like to know about this new publication. How to support condition monitoring with wireless instrumentation networks. So this was authored by Andrew Curtin of Emerson. When wireless heart first hit the market in 2008, most of the native devices using it were process measurement instruments. A pervasive sensing approach using these wireless instruments is now being embraced as companies deploy wider Industrial Internet of Things, or IIoT, solutions as part of larger digital transformation efforts. The following are seven practical examples. Pumps. Pumps are critical to any process involving liquids, as is evidenced by the number of installations with two or even three redundant units supporting a single application. Pumps are maintenance-intensive, suffering a failure or some level of degraded operation once every 12 months on average. Maintenance is typically reactive, costing approximately 50% more than detecting and resolving a problem prior to failure. Now, While strategic pumps frequently have some existing monitoring equipment installed, there are many others that should also be monitored. Before the advent of wireless instruments and networks, this monitoring was often too expensive. However, pumps can now be equipped with sensors to detect problems early so that appropriate actions can be taken. Such wireless sensors include those designed to monitor vibration, bearing temperature, inlet-outlet pressure, strainer clogging, and seal fluid pressure or level. Devices using wireless heart networks are available to perform all of these functions. The approach used to monitor a given pump will depend on its size and configuration, but the range of sensors is typical. It is important to use a multi-measurement approach because the various sensor technologies tend to overlap, working together to help diagnose problems. For example, increased vibration may be caused by shaft misalignment or bearing deterioration. If the bearing temperature and noise have not increased, then the technician doing the troubleshooting might verify alignment first, since it is consistent with the symptoms. Let's move on to heat exchangers. Getting the most efficiency out of a common shell and tube unit requires process measurements. The main operating parameters are defined by 1. Inlet and outlet temperatures for both the process and transfer fluids. 2. Differential pressure readings across the inlet and outlet of the process fluid and flow rate for the transfer fluid. Now the following is a typical setup using wireless heart instrumentation. Temperature transmitters capable of sending data from four sensors on one wireless signal, reporting each reading in turn. The host system updates each sensor reading individually. This covers all four temperature measurements. Then the DP reading across the tube uses a native wireless heart DP transmitter or differential pressure transmitter. The flow meter for the transfer fluid can use a self-contained differential pressure transmitter that is available with a native wireless heart network. 
When the temperature change and flow rate of both fluids are known, it is possible to determine how close the heat exchanger is running to its theoretical limit. If efficiency is low due to fouling, then information from the instruments can help determine which side of the tube wall is experiencing deposit formation. If there is a rise in the differential pressure reading across the tubes unrelated to a change in flow, this suggests that the deposits are on the process side. A differential pressure reading across the shell side is not recommended since the internal free passage flow is much larger. If there is enough depositing to cause a significant change on the shell side, this could cause a drastic loss in efficiency. So let's move now to pressure relief valves. Pressure relief valves have no built-in mechanism capable of reporting their condition or activity, so operators have very little indication of their status. A pressure relief valve retains its seal by having a spring hold the stem against the seat. A fully closed valve is quiet because nothing is flowing through it. When the system pressure exceeds the set point, it opens, releasing the contents of the system, either liquid or gas or both. This creates turbulence, generating noise that an acoustic monitor can hear and report to the automation system. When pressure recedes, the valve should close again and the noise should cease. Data from the acoustic monitor can report the time that the discharge began and ended while indicating how serious the discharge was based on sound amplitude. The problem, though, is getting the valve to reseal. Since overpressure incidents are often related to process upsets, particulates can be stirred up and blown out with the contents. Some can lodge in the valve seat, leaving it to a perpetual leaking state, which operators called simmering. An acoustic monitor hears the simmering, so operators can tell if the pressure relief valve has fully resealed itself after an incident. Maintenance can then decide when to address the issue. With continuous monitoring, technicians can tell if a pressure release is underway or if a valve has not fully resealed itself. With prompt action, the overall effectiveness of the unit safety system can be assured while avoiding product loss and potential environmental consequences. Next, we'll look at steam traps. So steam traps are deployed throughout steam distribution systems to remove condensate. They are subject to mechanical problems either failing open resulting in a steam leak or failing close, causing condensate slugs to back up into the steam lines. Most plants monitor steam traps on manual rounds where a maintenance technician looks for signs of leaking, either visually or with handheld acoustic monitors. Condensate slugs are usually discovered when they damage equipment. Now, Estimix suggests that 18% of the steam traps in a typical large refinery or petrochemical plant fail every year each costing about $16,000 in extra fuel and steam costs. By installing wireless heart acoustic transmitters, plants can quickly identify steam traps that fail, open, or close, and determine if they are leaking or working improperly. These transmitters listen in ultrasonic ranges and can recognize sounds made by units in various states by using an algorithm to identify failure modes and conditions. So this would be such as good, blow-through, cold, or inactive and can also send warnings of malfunctioning units. Let's move to corrosion monitoring. Understanding the effects of corrosion requires monitoring pipe and vessel wall thickness to determine how much metal has been lost and when containment will be lost. The traditional monitoring approach involves technicians taking manual thickness measurements by using a handheld ultrasonic device. A large plant may have several thousand locations scheduled for inspection at a periodic intervals that can range from every few weeks in high-risk locations to once every five years in other less critical areas. 
Manual inspections incur cost for the technicians to gain access to the desired measurement location, which may involve erecting scaffolding or removing insulation, among other requirements. Even if the inspections are performed fastidiously, manual methods are notoriously inconsistent and no data is available between inspections. Variability of plus or minus one millimeter is typical, but if a pipe wall is five millimeters thick, the engineer may lack confidence when trying to determine when the pipe will reach its retirement thickness. Achieving consistent, reliable readings requires a different method. Permanently installed ultrasonic sensors monitoring wall thickness, and which are designed specifically to work in harsh environments, can send data on a wireless heart network. The installation cost of ultrasonic sensors is low because they are non-intrusive and can be mounted nearly anywhere without any cabling. These corrosion monitoring systems allow even small levels of corrosion or erosion to be detected. Advanced signal processing software, along with its data visualization and analysis features, makes data interpretation significantly easier and quicker. Data from multiple sensors can be visualized on a single screen as a corrosion heat map. Let's move to safety showers and IWAS stations. Companies often call people their most valuable asset. So monitoring the condition of human beings is critical. Safety showers and eyewash stations are scattered throughout process units, but are typically unmonitored. A distressed worker reaching a station may have to call for help on the plant radio or hope to be spotted by a colleague. With a simple wireless heart valve monitoring device, however, any activation of a safety shower or eyewash station can immediately be reported, along with its location, to the control room and first responders. This monitoring also helps protect equipment as a leak or spill might be in progress. The water supply must be monitored for temperature and pressure. If piping feeding the shower systems is exposed to sun, it can get hot. Now these systems should use lines with enough flow to avoid solar heating or should automatically dump water when necessary. Similarly, monitoring pressure confirms that an operator has not inadvertently closed a valve and rendered a station inoperative. This can be done with a wireless heart, differential pressure transmitter, or pressure gauge. Moving to location awareness. Now, if plant managers want a mechanism to indicate who is in the plant and where each individual is at a given moment, using Wi-Fi for this application is expensive. Wireless heart networks can support location monitoring at a lower cost using a different technology than what is used when adding new process instruments to the network. Location triangulation functions operate with a device that is called an anchor. These devices communicate with each other and with the wireless heart access points in a manner similar to conventional wireless heart instrument transmitters. Anchors communicate with the location tags worn by individual workers, providing the means to triangulate and determine where each tag or worker is located. Location anchors are small, light, and self-powered. Their class one division one zone zero rating allows them to be deployed throughout process plant environments. Rechargeable tags worn by each worker communicate with the anchors and the anchors communicate with each other and with access points. The wireless heart approach is easily scalable to match headcounts. It can also support the multi-level resolutions required for tall installations. This provides an exceptionally high level of flexibility to achieve the required coverage and overall worker safety. So pre-configured software supports several useful functions, including geofencing indicates if individuals have moved into areas where they do not belong. Safety mustering lets first responders know which people have moved to the correct safe areas during a drill or an incident. 
Safety alerting allows a worker who is injured to hit a button on a tag to indicate an emergency in progress and the location. And finally, social density can be monitored to ensure the large group of workers are not gathered in a small area. Sensors for monitoring. Now, sensors themselves do not ensure effective monitoring, as the data they provide must be collected and analyzed to be useful. Historically, this called for large-scale software installations, which made launching such a program a major undertaking and not cost-effective for monitoring only a few items of equipment. Now, a new tool has emerged drawing from concepts developed by the consumer electronics industry where sophisticated apps make their user interactions simple. These are designed for specific functions, such as the seven that were just discussed. Each application performs highly sophisticated analysis by focusing on their specific function and includes prefigured user interfaces and graphics, thus eliminating the need for custom software configurations. When provided with some basic values related to the equipment configuration and data from the wireless sensors, it becomes a simple matter to follow, record, and analyze how the assets are performing. Wireless heart sensors, whether used with the existing control and monitoring systems or with new technical applications provide the data required to improve process efficiency and safety. Really want to thank you for listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.